yeah, I think it's it's important to, you know, there's a time and place for ego. Yeah. Not many times and places, I guess. Most of the time, no. Most most of the most, time, most ego is time, yeah. I'd, Most of the time, ego is real. I guess we, we can pivot here. I'd say that ego is like, like yeah, probably the reason for most of the bad things that happen. 100%. And for those in our audience that may not know, what is your definition of ego? Or what is the definition of ego? Are we talking... We're not talking the fake Freud I'm stuff. Not ta- right? I'm not talking okay. the Freud stuff. Yeah. Um, ego, to me, is... Not only the belief that, like, you are better, mm-hmm. but also the, the like, desire to want to enforce that and prove mm-hmm. that and show it to everyone. Because it's, it's fine to believe that... It, it's honestly fine if you want, like... Not fine. It's okay. It's it's more it's acceptable to believe like oh I'm better at this or like I'm good at something because yeah. the, like that's the time and place for stuff. Mm-hmm. It is there is a time and place for like confidence. You know, co- mm-hmm. confidence I think will play into ego. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's the difference between cocky and confident. Both are forms of ego, mm-hmm. but confidence is good. Cocky is what causes problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm big into like I, I watch a lot of like uh, there's a channel called Active Self Defense and it's a lot of. Um, people getting into bad situations, you know, whether it be like sometimes it's like robbers, or whatever, and it mm-hmm. shows how they deal with it, or it, it's um. But a lot of times it's confrontations between two guys, like maybe on the highway or something. Someone cuts yeah. someone off, and someone just pulls a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, a lot of those things. Most of those situations, actually, I, I'd say ninety nine point nine percent of all of those situations can be solved with by like just just diminishing your ego. Yeah, like in those scenarios, if someone bumps into you. Even if it was a hundred percent, they were intentionally doing it. They're st- they're trying to start a fight. Mm-hmm. They're looking for something. Yeah. Just say, hey, sorry, man. Like I didn't mean you're anything. Trying to defuse right. the entire situation. You, that's oh. that's the big thing about like um. Because you never know who you're gonna run into. Yeah. That, this this makes me think about the, uh, I think it was Oklahoma, football guys versus the MMA guys at the bar. Oh and yeah, you showed me that video. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how this all went down, but the part of the recording that we saw is that these two giant football studs from Oklahoma State, I think that's where they're from, Oklahoma State, some college, um, just start pushing on these two smaller dudes. And I think these two dudes are brothers. And the guy that that gets pushed, he leans over to his brothers and says, hey, which one do you want? And after he says that, he wipes the blood off of his nose, I think he was punched earlier, and just starts beating up on the other two dudes. Like, it was just abs. it was nuts. You don't know who you're going to mess with. And that's a situation where ego just you let it you let your ego is way too high. Sometimes you just got to bring it down. I mean, sometimes it's because I, I feel like in that scenario, I like I said, I don't know, but in a lot of those scenarios, it seems like it's people starting stuff because their ego. Mm. There's also a problem with people that get the, there are some people who have that ego battle with you, right? And sometimes it's hard. It's hard, right? Like a lot of people talk about this. I know Jocko's talked about this. I know most people have talked about this. It's really really hard because you don't want to show weakness, right? You don't want everyone to see. Oh, that guy's weak. That guy walked away. He's not a man, mm-hmm. right? Because like that's what you're thinking in your head that everyone's going to think of you. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do that. Yeah. But like part of holding Sometimes yourself, you, some, you need to be the bigger man. Being the bigger man, because you, you're like, like better people are held to just a higher responsibility. Mm-hmm. There is a calling. Like diffusing the situation is one of the most important skills someone can have, mm-hmm. as well as like just one of the one of the most admirable. Someone who's mm-hmm. willing to like some. Someone you know, like, even if you know you can take them or you have an edge on them or something mm-hmm. like that, being just being smart, because it's smart. You don't want you don't want to risk like, oh, accidentally, maybe, maybe you accidentally kill the dude. Jail time. Maybe accidentally, like, maybe, maybe like 
there's they have friends there that, that'll mess you up like when you don't notice. People are weak too. You might just I don't know punch them, punch them one time, kind of hard. It shakes them a little bit. They go down. They hit their head on a stool, yeah. a cement, the ground, and brain damage. They die. Yeah, and because of the one punch you threw. And it's it's not even from like a moral thing, like oh, like like oh, like taking a life or something. It's really just like you have to look out for yourself and like your loved ones. Like you, yeah. like if you go to prison, like dude, it, it wasn't worth. Like was it worth like losing everything just so you could prove like oh, you're a man? Yeah. And it's not proving you're a man either. Even if it's a completely different situation. Most cases, it's not. Like, throw, making that mistake, throwing that punch, no matter, like, even if they truly deserved it, it's not worth it at the end yeah. of the day. Because, like, like what, what, do you, what do you get out of it? You get, you get like... Your ego gets bumped even yeah, more. You, you, you wanted you think, a fight. You think, yeah, I took this dude. But it's like, at the end of the day, you've got possible court, like, yeah. possible court case. Yeah. You've got... You've got maybe his friends are angry. Maybe they they come after you later. Yeah, this is all assuming that you won the fight. This yeah. is assuming everything went your way. What if he pulls a gun or pulls a knife yeah. or knows how to fight? It's just and really it's just no, no, it's not a good situation to be, be high, in at all. The the highway ones I brought up too. It's a lot of guys they'll they'll be cut off or something, mm-hmm. and like they'll they'll just oh. go and cut the other person off. I'm like, dude, like if even if even okay, especially if you make the mistake, if yeah. you cut someone off instead of like like and they do something to you, yeah, just like wave. Just yeah. like wait, yeah. a, a wave can solve seventy five percent of those situations. Yes. I I don't understand people that have like the uh, road rage. I don't have that in me at all. If somebody cuts me off, I'm just kind of like, I must have had a bad day or something. I don't know. I'm just kind of chilling. But I, I, how are you with that? I, you with well, you know I have road rage. <laughs> um, Luke, he'll be sitting in my car and like I'll, I'll like yell sometimes, yeah. right? Like like or like I'll kind of just like yeah, curse under my breath. Yeah, but I I. I would never take an action. You know, it's it's stupid because not only would I be um, putting myself in a bad situation, I'd also be endangering everyone in the car. Yeah. And it's like I would I would never I wouldn't I would never intentionally do an action like yeah. that that not an unnecessary action to endanger my loved ones and like friends. Yeah, you know, like it's but but you'll do something really close. You'll like speed up a little bit. Just to, you'll do something that might annoy them a little bit, but never enough to that crosses the line. I would never I would never where, where it puts anybody in danger. Yeah. yeah. I would never, you know, try to cut them off again or, like, try to speed past and, like, race them. I, I would, like... I feel like you might race them. No, like, no. No? Because I... Like like you said, like I said, I said to, I've seen too many videos of just mm-hmm. people who just pull guns. Like, oh, you, wow. Because you, you don't know if, like... Like, maybe, like, maybe, yeah, they're just having an ego battle or whatever and, like, that'll settle it. Mm-hmm. Like, a race or whatever, then they'll calm down. But, like, most people, like, a lot of those people, they, they like you said, they could just be having a really bad day. You could you could be the yeah. thing that pushes them over the edge. They just pull the gun, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, I just I let those people be. I'm just like, whatever, cut me off. I don't care. I I also have uh, transition again. I also have um, a pretty big like one of my biggest, um, I guess tenants in life. I don't know if I use that right. Wow, you have tenants. Yeah, I have tenants in my. But like one of my biggest like tenants, tenants. I think right tenants like beliefs. No, yeah, but you're you're using it, right. I'm just surprised that you have them. Yeah. Well, one of my biggest tenets in life is don't make enemies. Right? Because That's fair. my thing is I don't seek out because I'm I'm very paranoid. We've discussed this before. I'm very paranoid. Yeah. And I'm always worried that this person is going to come after my family, find my address, come after my family. Golden, you know, golden like rule, dude. Yeah. It's, we, were t- we were talking about earlier. It's it's the best rule. There's a reason why it's called the golden rule. Yeah. And treat others as you would treat yourself, essentially. Yeah. And it's just... Well, that's that's a part of it. Yeah. I think part part of it's like oh, like I wouldn't want that. But part of it's also just 
I don't know the craziness in those mm. I I've had some friends in the past, you know, like still friends, mm-hmm. but they're definitely on the crazier side. And like, mm. I, I never set them off. Even if they're like a good friends of mine, I never set them off because they could just like lose control. They scare you a little bit. They scare me. Yeah. They, they legitimately scare me. And I have, and I know that there's so many of those people out there mm-hmm. that just terrify when they get mad. They just, they need that one thing, that one little yeah, that, push that, over that, the they edge. They just need an excuse. Yeah. They're just looking for an excuse. Yeah. Like, I know some people, they they might like find your address, go after your family, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not really, like, if they come after me, all right, you know what, like, whatever. But like, I'm worried that they go after my family. That's my biggest worry, right? Like, that yeah. they bring other people into it. And um, it's just not worth taking the risk to like, to like put in other people in danger when it's, when I could easily just, you know, diffuse the situation even like I have I have a pretty big ego. Yeah. I, I've I've got yeah, a, I've got an ego. ego problem. But I also that paranoia keeps me in check. That fear that fear of everyone mm. else keeps me in check mm. because I I don't start stuff. Like you've seen me, even yeah. though I get angry, I've never like really confronted people because like I, I I'm other, not other com- than like your friends. Yeah, yeah. I, like because because friends like I I think you're what, we can you're, hand, we can handle it. When you're real yeah. good friends, like you're supposed to be able to like really like go at each other for like call people out on stuff, right? Yeah. But, I mean, that, well, I mean, that just makes you a good friend. Yeah, that makes you. Well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like with strangers, especially, it's it's something that really. Um, yeah, you're not a big fan of strangers at all. I've noticed that. I, my that's, thing that's is, what keeps you from going out a lot of the time. Yeah. Like even just like out to out to grab some food or right? hang out in like a public area is just yeah. strangers. You don't know what's going to happen. I, I just don't. This is a more believe. I don't believe in the goodness of humanity. I'd I say. Do. I, I believe I, there are one hundred percent. I believe no. I believe there are good people. Yeah. There are hundred percent. There are good people. I know plenty of great I, I, people. I would say there's more good people than bad people, and I would say there's quite a bit. I'd more say so. Good I, I'd say that there's plenty of people who who have better. But like, you just need one bad egg. Exactly. Like that's the thing. I I don't know if like like maybe these people are good, but like maybe one of these times I confront someone, mm-hmm. just dude is not having it, and yeah. he just pulls a gun. You know, like it's yeah. it's really just not. Um, but like like I said, it keeps me in check, mm-hmm. and I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, I like with my ego, I could easily be one of those really confrontational assholes that just picks fights, you know. Yeah. But but I'm I also think it's a it's it's a base intelligence not not even yeah. like intelligence it's just a base like awareness mm-hmm. it's an awareness that there are there are people out there more dangerous mm-hmm. more insane and frankly stronger than me. Yeah. And I'm not willing to take that risk that this person is going to be the one that like lets my comment slide or something, you know, like I, that's, that's not a risk. I like, I don't like rolling the dice on that. No. Cause like you said, like you said, even you, if you win you the don't fight, know what to expect. Yeah. even if you win the fight, like what, what do you, what do you get? Like an ego boost? You yeah. want to fight? You want an argument? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Your street record is now one and oh, like the, the negatives just, there are so many negatives in literally zero positives. There's no positives to yeah. it. And so I think just overall, but that's where people get in trouble. They don't think about that. Once they get that adrenaline, adrenaline rush, they start to see red. They don't think about consequences. I think that's hard. I think um, I'm in the spot where I, I get angry very easily, mm-hmm. like pretty angry pretty easily. But I still have that like inhibition to keep me in check. Mm-hmm. But I I definitely understand. That's, that's the thing. I, like even though I'm I'm saying all this and preaching basically. Yeah. I definitely, I'm not saying it's not rational. I'm not saying, like, I'm saying as a human, honestly, if you don't have that instinct, mm-hmm. that's, there's an issue. Like, I, I think, I think every human needs that instinct, like the, like the fight or flight, you know, the survival instinct. Everybody has it's, it. Yeah. It's healthy. It's, it's a healthy thing to have, but it's, it's the people who seek it out. Yeah. yeah. You seek it out or you just don't think like, you just don't think it through. It's just people who don't think. And the people that are seeking it out 
thinking it through. Yeah. Yeah. I I think would you would you say you're a confrontational person no. ever? No. Come on, dude. No. Okay. Come I was on. I was just Come saying on. it for the camera. But like, especially like you like you don't get. I've never seen you angry. No. I get frustrated, but it's never angry. Yeah. Like I I maybe seem like upset or like kind of like yeah. like if you're like tired, maybe like a little annoyed, a little, little, little grumpy. Yeah, a little grumpy. But I think I think I'm. Do you, what what about like your friend group? Am I am I like you're the angriest person? Am I? Yeah. But you don't hold grudges, which is really well. Sometimes you do it in a joking way, but you don't hold true grudges. Yeah, like like, and I think that's what separates you from a normal person and like someone that could be kind of dangerous. Is that even though you do get angry easier than a lot of people, you don't hold that with you forever. You don't. You you kind of let it go. You like you. A couple hours go by. And we talk, and we talk, and we're we're playing games. Yeah, yeah. I I think that is an issue though. That's something I want to fix because um, I have an issue in friendships because I, so I think part of this comes from my parents a lot of times my parents and I argue and then they'll just be over it and I'm still thinking about it and yeah. like I'm like well like I, I can't let it go that easily yeah I kind of do the same thing to like some people some people because I, I know like even if they're friends or whatever sometimes I'll lose my temper <laughs> and um I don't even though I might think like okay we can get over it you know it's yeah. just like an argument like like in my mind arguments happen yeah. you get over it you're friends yeah. right you're, you're friends because you get over things yeah um but I know like a lot of like my friends like maybe like and I'm not blaming them. I, I think it's perfectly fair for them to like hold grudges over mm-hmm. like me getting angry at them. Yeah. Um. So that's something I'm trying to fix because it's it's definitely hard when like you're trying to make up for something. Like cause I'll go out of my way to try to make up for stuff. Right. Like I, I do feel remorse after like I've kind of lost my temper at someone because mm-hmm. it's it's hard for me to control. Yeah. I do feel remorse and I try to make up for it, but I understand when like someone's kind of holding a grudge against me. Yeah. That's kind of the hard part is that I don't hold grudges, so I don't think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've, I've I'm I'm past yeah. that. I'll maybe make fun of you for it, like I'll, like you said, joking away. I'll maybe yeah. be like, oh, like the dishes or like or, or the we'll toilet joke, seat. Or we'll joke about it like a day later. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think um, it's it's just hard. Like uh, it sounds like I'm complaining. I'm like, oh, it's so hard being me because I get angry. I mean, I don't know. We we all live in a what uh, subject size one pool of like our emotions. We only understand we only understand what we're going through, and that's what we have to. I don't know. Compare the rest of the world to. And see it through our lens, and um, I don't want to like make us. Well, it just it makes us unique in a way. I do think I so so. Okay, this is gonna sound like I'm bragging, but I do think I I am good at like understanding other people's emotions. Like I, I think I think I, like not maybe not empathy. I am very good at sympathy. I understand completely oh. what something I'm gonna say is gonna make that person feel. Okay, but I think the hard part is when I'm angry. It's it it's hard to think about the consequences because I'm like I'm like I just want to say this thing, mm-hmm. I just want to like, mm-hmm. like like I said I'm not typically the confrontational type but sometimes I can get pushed over that edge, and it's really easy for me to say some bad things right like like I I don't I don't know if I don't know if I've done it in front of you but like I, I've done it to people before and I feel I feel bad I've, I've because, seen like I've seen hints of it because like I think so my thing is flashes it's it's not it's, I'm not even bragging like I'm not bragging about this. But like but, I'm like I'm like but, really good at like I'm really good at hitting people where it hurts. Yeah. I because I actually that's the thing. I sympathize, I know what people are feeling, so I know how to get to them. You know the so some yeah, I, I know exactly what will get each person. So that's the so, hard part because so why do you do that then? Is that an ego thing? What do you mean? Like the, the going at them? Going at them, going at going at them where they know it hurt or you know it it's, hurts. It's it's not I'm not doing is, it, is it to like. Are you trying to like kick them while they're down and kick them really hard? It's more of a like. You're, you're aiming for the head and going for the kill shot. 
it's it's not even like to gain anything out of it. That's the yeah. worst part, right? It's yeah. not it's not even like actually maybe it's better that I'm not doing it for personal gain. It's a lot of times I just get angry and like sometimes I'll like try to like I try really hard to win. Right? Like, like arguments, I, arguments are really hard for me to let go because I don't like. It's not even the being wrong. I'm fine being wrong. Yeah. I don't like being made fun of for being wrong. And in a lot of friend groups, like especially ours, you get made fun of for being wrong. Right? Yeah. Like if you get proven wrong, you get shit wrong. So it's hard for me to like take that abuse. I think for a abuse. while. Abuse. <laughs> like put lightly, right? Yeah. So like like or put heavily. But um, it's hard. For me. So so sometimes I'll like in fear of that. Mm. I'll kind of just resort to like my weapon, which is, you know, like Attacking. personal kind of like not even personal, but just like getting them where like I know it'll get them. Mm-hmm. And like like I said, like I, I legitimately do feel bad. Like mm-hmm. I, like uh, like other people no, but like friends, like yeah, I legitimately do feel bad when I like make like like genuinely get a friend to feel bad because I, I I don't want I'm not trying to get them to feel bad. I guess I'm just trying to make myself like not lose. I guess, you know, like, yeah. I'm trying to even us out. I'm trying to put us on the same playing field, but I accidentally, I always accidentally go too far. You always go too far. I always go too far. You, you always go too far. T- but, typically. But it's, like... Especially when you get, when you want to win. When you get that, oh, I need to win mentality, you always yeah. take a step or two too far. I think typically in arguments, I'm not usually, like, typically, in, like, whenever we have arguments, I never, like, go personal, though. You know, like, I, yeah. I, I like, dissect your argument. Yeah. Like, I dissect, like, things like that. Yeah. But I, I never, like, take that personal. No, no. And, uh, but yeah, definitely it's something hard, especially when it's like more of a personal kind of like debate, like something like we're talking about someone's decision or like someone's like action and I'm trying to call them out on that. Um, it's, it's really hard because I won't say, cause it it sounds bad. I'm like me saying, Oh, I'm doing it out of love or I care for them or something. But sometimes it literally is just because I I do it because for example, I'm trying to look out for them. Mm -hmm. They're making some, most of the time it's because they're making a decision that I don't think is good for them. Yeah. I'm trying to get them to see it, and I do it in a bad way. I think everybody needs a friend like Dave. In the sense of, not all friends are going to call you out on your bullshit. And you're 100% willing to be like, I don't think this is the right path for you. I don't think what you're doing is right. And it's it's good to get that reality check from a friend. I, everybody needs a Dave. <laughs> I think the, the problem is, like, I'm kind of weighing the options because on one hand... I know I do. I take it too far. Yeah. Sometimes I'm a little too aggressive with it. Yeah. Um, and I know people don't re- respond well to that. But on the other, on the other hand, I think the reason why I get so like agitated mm-hmm. is because I'm literally trying. Like I, I'm really trying to help them. I'm not doing it for personal gain. I'm really trying to do the best, like what I think is like best for them. And sometimes you know people are stubborn. I'm I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn all the time. But when people are stubborn, when I'm like trying to look out for them, it, it kind of annoys you. You know, like like if you were giving a friend advice mm-hmm. and like they, they just kept doing this thing that you knew was just terrible for them, like maybe like a relationship, right? That's that's kinda yeah. what I'm thinking of right now. Yeah. Like if someone's in a relationship that you know is bad for them, yeah. Um but like they just stick with it. It's really hard not to get kind of like mad at them, you know, like because, yeah. because like you're like I'm I'm your friend and I'm looking out for you. It's because you were trying I think what it is is you you start off nice. You start off just like saying a couple things, and you're like, I throw, okay. I throw, I throw subtle jabs. You throw subtle jabs, and then when that doesn't work, you have to ramp it up a little bit. And you're just trying to be nice the entire time when you're throwing out these jabs. And then eventually, you got you get to the point where you're like, you're not getting my hints. I just need to tell you directly. And that's when you, that's when people typically start to get mad. Is when you don't pick up on the subtle hints. Yeah. And um, you just need to 
be upfront with them and tell them how you actually feel. And I mean, you, actually turn we, out. we won't talk about the, the context of it. Like you, you've seen me like eventually, yeah. like after a while, I, I I've, finally... I've seen it build up. Like it was, it was very subtle, very, um, fair in the beginning. Very fair. Like just here, here's this, here's this, here this. And then months later, you're just kind of like, okay, here's what I think. Here's what I think is going to happen. And, uh, we'll, we'll see where that situation goes from here. Yeah. I, um, I'm really good friends with Johnny because both of us can kind of be like that. Like, I, I'm not afraid to, like, really... The, the, I have a few friends like mm-hmm. like Johnny and um, Connor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I talked about Connor. But, like, the, these two guys are friends from high school. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid to call them out, right? Be- yeah. Because I've had, a, I've had like, a lot of experiences with them where I was just, like... like how, long the, the last you, how long have you known them? I played tennis with Connor since freshman year of high school. And I've yeah. known Johnny, but not really good friends. I've known Johnny since, like, middle school, but I wasn't really friends with him until, like sophomore junior of high school okay so these are friends that you've known for anywhere between like seven, seven eight years seven almost. eight years you know? yeah so you're you're really close with them. yeah and, and like they're at the point where like i know that they we've all we've both given each other like back and forth advice mm-hmm. that we like is kind of rough but like it turns out after the i think that the important thing is after the situation when you see it play out and you realize hey they had a they they knew what was happening mm-hmm. like they they had a point I think I think every friend like interaction needs a point like that. I think every like relationship needs a point where you see the merit of their arguments, mm-hmm. and then you're more willing to accept them and also like go at each other more directly. Yeah. What's your what's what's your typical approach to like advice? Would you say like specifically like? Let's okay. We'll, we'll set up a specific. Yeah, example. Uh, yeah. Friend of yours is in a relationship. Okay. You think it's bad for them. You okay. see them like you know maybe like slacking on other things, giving up you know their priorities. Maybe maybe they're not going to the gym anymore. Like maybe they're not going to the gym anymore. That's what I did for what, like back yeah. in high school. Um, and so they just, this is me helping you back in high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so you see you guys not really going to the gym as much, yeah. not really hanging out with your friends as much. Yeah. Just kind of being more like secluded, just just relationship. Mm. What's your approach? Um, initially nothing, um, because I would assume. This is just, they're, they're in the honeymoon phase. They're, they're, they're going to spend a lot of time together. That's just how it's going to be for about a month or so. But as soon as it starts going over a month, and if they are like my gym partner and they're not coming anymore, I would definitely be like, hey, like I know you're in a relationship or whatever, but like you still got to come with us. Like you can't just give that up. Um, so like the first month I would just tell them, hey, come to the gym with us. Along. So it's more, and, of a, and then and then any, no advice. I would say no advice. So you wouldn't time. even really talk about the relationship. You would be more of a like you would be more of like hey like this is a thing you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Like this is something that we've already set up. This is what we've planned. This is what we've been doing for a while now. And oh, I know you're in a relationship now. You still need to come here. Like if we want to, well, not even if we want to be friends. It's just the right thing to do. <laughs> the the uh, gym uh, the gym is the is the ultimatum. Well, no, no, you, it, you don't it, live with me. You're dead to me. <laughs> It's just the right thing to do. Like you've you've set these plans prior to meeting this girl and talking to this girl and getting to know this girl. You should follow through on these plans, okay? Um, so that's one. That's the one thing I would call them out for. But after like two months and this, these actions keep going on. Are you assuming that they're still kind of ditching you? Like still, still kind of ditching and leaving, and it's maybe it's starting to look a little unhealthy. Yeah. That's when I start talking with a friend group or a friend of a friend that we all know what's going on in the situation and we start being like okay what do we need to do here what, what what's what's the best way to approach this without 
hurting their feelings. I think that's the important thing. You you like I've I've noticed that too. I, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I always have to go to like one of my other close friends. Mm-hmm. Like I'll talk to like like Johnny or something. You know, like I'll I'll kind of bring it up. I'll be like, hey, like. What are like? I won't even say my opinion. I'll be yeah. like, "What are your thoughts on this?" Yeah, I, I just want to see what they're thinking, and if we're if you're an anomaly if, or not. Yeah, if I'm if I'm on my own, I'll keep my thoughts to myself. But if there's someone that agrees with me, I will pursue it. I'll be like, "Okay, what do you think? What what what's going on here? What should we do?" So if everyone else thought it was fine, and like, but you thought it was like pretty bad, like yeah. you you would leave it alone. You think? I would. I think at that point, I would kind of be like, oh, "This is a little dicey. I don't know how long this is going to last." Just state my opinions. Maybe not give everything, but just like a very vague summary of what I think. This is, is this is still on. to your other friends. Yes, yeah, so to my other okay. friends. Um, and then if it keeps going for months after that, uh, depends how much I see them. I might throw a couple hints. Like, hey, come on, dude. Like, so you're let's so you're that. you're like late game then. Because uh, because we're, we're, we're looking like three months here at this point. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, come on, three months. Three months and you're ditching all of your friends to yeah. hang out with this girl. You can't make any time for us. I don't know. I, you, you, start, you start throwing out hints, and if they don't get the hints, that's probably there's a quick turnaround between like throwing out the hints and then telling them up front. Before, you, you have to have that intervention before it gets too far. You can't wait an entire half year, an entire year before uh, you tell them what you think, or things could get really. Yeah, especially especially, when, especially if they're blind to it, if they're completely oblivious about it, because some people just don't realize what they're doing. Some people are just like, oh, this is just what happens. This is just how life is. I have a girlfriend now. I'm just going to spend time mm-hmm. with her. Um, your friends are still your friends, but you just don't hang out with them as much. Some people just don't know, and sometimes they just mm-hmm. need that little nudge and that little reminder. I think, I think the difference between that is all experience, right? Like mm-hmm. I. Yeah. So, so I had a, um, in, in high school, I remember this was when I first started lifting, probably mm-hmm. half a year into lifting. I, um, so I had, I had some buddies, uh, it was, I'm just going to name drop. So it was a guy named Gage, Jackson, and Alex. I remember one of them, Alex, uh, one of my good buddies, at, uh, not screw, he's at Purdue. Um, but, uh, he, he was telling me, he would always tell me, he's like, yo, like that is bad. Like he, yeah. he would straight up tell me to my face. I think like yeah. a month in, he'd be like, dude, that's yeah. really bad for you. Like I can tell it's bad for you. Yeah. And I was like, dude. Screw you, man. I know what I'm doing, right? I, yeah. Because this is my like first like real relationship. Like it's, and that's the thing. I'm I'm not blaming people because I've been in that place. I've I've been really into that place, and it's mm-hmm. like it's tough because it's that uh, the roast into glasses thing. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite lines oh, yes. from BoJack Horseman. I've talked to him about it all the time. But it's through roast into glasses. The red flags just look like flags, and it's 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 really like yeah. I, I think that's a great point because it it is really hard when you're like in that scenario, and you always I think the thought is. I'm in this situation. They're, they're outside they're of it. Out. I know better. Yeah. Right. That's that's the thought process. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was so hard because when it finally crashed and burned, mm-hmm. I went to them. I'm like, "You guys are right. I'm sorry. I didn't listen." Yeah. But from that point on, I was definitely more like I would always take truly take into account what they were yeah. saying. And you kind of take a lot of their uh, the advice that they give you for granted, especially if they've never been in that situation. If if you're the first one of your friend group to be in a relationship position. You're not gonna listen to anybody. They don't know anything. They don't know any better than you. They don't know what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. But um, if somebody has been in the position where they've had a relationship, a great relationship or a failed relationship, and they're starting to see the, those red flags pop up, um, then you might take their information uh, a little bit more to heart and and kind of apply it and see what's going on and maybe, and maybe take a step back 
from where you are and realize, oh, this isn't everything I thought it would be, or or there's more to this, or uh, so on and so forth. Actually, now that you brought that up, it's a quick little question. Would you rather? Would you trust the guy? Like, okay, for relationship advice. Yeah. Would you rather trust the guy who's had two long successful relationships mm-hmm. or ten failed relationships? So that's really that's hard. That's I've really always hard. liked this question. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the guy with two long relationships, is it one ended badly and there's one still going, or they're both? They, they, they were both like like one is still going. One was an amicable. Am, amicable like three year relationship oh, like a long, long one term. and then this one, other one's like let's say two or three years also okay I would listen to the person that has or ooh, I would listen to the person that had the long term experience okay we're different we're different we are yeah. okay because so so in my opinion I think we are these people oh now that I think about it I didn't think about it before I asked the question mm-hmm. Because I've had a lot of the failures yeah. in the past. So, like, I know what... Like, I've, I've had a long one, but, like, I know what, like... I know what can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think I would trust someone who also knows what mm-hmm. can go wrong. Because, like, the thing about, the thing about a, like, a good relationship... Obviously, like, I'm not saying it's, mm-hmm. it's bad, right? It could be perfect. It could be a great relationship built for each other. Maybe they're soulmates. Yeah. I don't know if I believe in that. But, um... Why not? I don't know. But, um, like, even if it's a great relationship, in my head, I'm always like, okay, well, that's chance. Mm. Right, like that's that's chance. You know, maybe they just fell together. Maybe like yeah. th- by luck of the draw, they haven't fallen into these bad bad spots. Mm-hmm. But the bad relationships, like ten of them, I'm like, okay, this guy clearly he's he's having some issues. Like either he has bad you know taste or he's some problematic guy. Do you know what I I think immediately now that you brought that up? If he's had a ten of failed relationships, I'm just like, oh, it's one hundred percent the dude. He yeah. can't he can't fit with any girl for more than it's a couple it's months. the yeah. And that, that's what I think immediately. I'm just like, I'm not like you. That's what will go through my head. I'm not gonna, fi- I'm not gonna let this relationship fail like you failed your ten other. Men. Actually, that's true. It's really hard uh, now that you okay. That's actually a really good yeah. point because you you hear that and you're like, okay, well I'm not as bad as you. I'm I'm better than you. I don't I don't need your your advice. So uh, yeah, and, and the person that has had the uh, long term relationships, they've seen probably everything. They've probably been through every fight. May, may, okay, maybe maybe not. Let's not assume anything. But they've broken up with a, a long-term girlfriend. Okay, so... So there was some issue there. there. There was some issue there, and they got out. Even though they didn't see the red flags before they eventually got out. So what if it was and just now, one relationship and, then? So What if they'd never had that breakup? They, they've just had one three-year relationship, and mm, it's ongoing. Mm. Would you, because my thing at that point is, like, it because... Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I still, like, don't trust the guy fully that has the 10 failed ones. Yeah. But at that point, like with, with one guy with one long relationship, I'm yeah. like, okay, well, like maybe you just got really lucky. You haven't yeah. had the situations to argue. And see, that's, that makes it hard. I, I might have to listen to the other guy because he has seen the red flags. Yeah. The person that's been with the same girl for three years, maybe there's red flags everywhere. And he's, still, he's, yeah. he's rocking those rose-tinted glasses. He can't see anything. I think, I think this is something where quantity is... Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you, you like, need, you, you need long experiences, like long, yeah. long relationships, to get that experience. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of true failures, like crash and burn. Yeah. I think quantity is something like like quantity and like just variety is mm-hmm. something that's really important because like there's there's multiple things. Maybe it's lack of communication. Here it's like, here it's like, oh, you you didn't spend enough time with them and you were thinking about it. Or hey, maybe it's you spent too much time with them. You guys like I think mm-hmm. just that that breadth of 
obviously if it's all 10 of the same failures, I'm not going to really do much for you, right? But like, I think 10 shows you like, okay, this guy has messed up a lot. Assuming it's a normal person who like kind of learns. It, like, I think you can learn a lot because you can learn like each one what the mistakes were, like how to fix them there. I think at the end of the day, you just have to listen to both of them. And if they're both telling you the same thing. Oh, if both are telling yeah, you the same thing, you should probably listen. Yeah, you should probably listen. They've seen it all together. Yeah. yeah. I think um, that's, the tough thing is just just getting that advice, uh, going, going back. Um, I, I think it's so. So do you view like that experience as like, because I, I think you brought up. Um, when I said listening to friends, I think your example you brought up was you are in the relationship. They've never had that experience. Mm-hmm. The worst thing was when I was getting that advice, they were all far more experienced than me. And I just didn't oh, listen. Oh, okay. But, but it's hard because experience isn't, experience isn't an end all be all of like, no, end all be all. Is that how you say? Yeah, end all be all. Isn't, is, isn't an end all be all of like, of perfect advice, you know, knowing what to no. do. Yeah. Cause. Cause, cause they're not, at the end of the day, they're not you and they're not experiencing what you're experiencing yeah. they can only see as a third party they can only see what might be going on they, they don't see the entire picture um, so even if they have great advice you might have to take it with a grain of salt because they're not you I think though that, that if someone's saying there's a problem but if, they're, but if everybody's telling you there's a problem yeah or, or maybe they're just all conspiring against you oh maybe that's what it is all your friends have turned against you you know no but like I think the thing is though now that I think about it I think if someone said hey this thing is wrong yeah. especially I, I'm, I'm just going to go from my side I think we're both at the point where like we're willing to take that like, at least like, listen right like I yeah. wasn't before in the high school but now I'm willing to listen I think if someone says there's something wrong there's got to actually be something wrong for them to call me out mm-hmm. especially if it's someone like you who you said you weren't confrontational yeah. especially if someone like you is taking the effort to like call me out on something yeah. I think I I don't know what I do because it's really hard to get someone to be like, "All right, yeah, sure, I'll break up with them." Right? Like, because it's it's really hard for someone to just pull that trigger. I, like I think that. I think you just need to remove one lens out of the rose tinted glasses. Yeah. You, you got to open up their eyes a little bit. Maybe open up their third eye. Their third eye. Yeah, their third their eye. Their sixth sense. Yeah, yeah. Sixth sense, yeah. I, their pineal gland. Because because as soon as you get, <laughs> as soon as you get that first like like. Yeah, you you get that you get that. It sounds it sounds kind of bad. It sounds kind of bad because it's like you're planting a weed and then it grows yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But honestly, if you're like if you're truly doing it to help them, mm-hmm. and you're just you're not like like implanting like fake stuff, you're truly just pointing that stuff. That first, like I, I remember, basically, um, my my past ones have all been. As soon as I got that first whiff of something wrong, I was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> there are twenty different things that are wrong here." Yeah, yeah. They, they, well, if they plant the seed, and they're just like, "Oh, that's not true," and then you, but you keep an eye on it for it now. You you you. Your mind's open. You're seeing if it's there, and then you spot that it's there. You're like, "Uh oh, they've been telling me other stuff too." Because it's actually I start listening. It's actually it reminds me of one of those things where it's like you have a habit, or you say a certain word, Um, and your friend calls you out on it. They're like, "Ha, you say that a lot. You do that a lot." We've all been called that. All three of us have been called out on it. Yeah, like I've stopped saying certain phrases because you guys make fun of me. I kind of do this thing like that, but like I don't know. It's 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 like a tick almost for me. Yeah, so I can't really stop it. Mm -hmm. But um, like I I notice like every single time I do it, I'm like. Crap! Like, like immediately, I'm like, "Damn it, they're right." And like, I do that a lot. Yeah. Right? Like, that, that's the big thing. Once, maybe it doesn't go for like maybe for like a few weeks, you don't even notice it. But mm-hmm. as soon as like it resonates, mm-hmm. like they hit that same frequency, yeah, there it is. There you know, is. it's it's over from that point. Mm-hmm. I think I just stumbled out of the point. P break over. Yeah. 
Well, they weren't supposed to know we had a pee break. Oh. I was... No, no, I came down no here telling break. you... I was I was saying, hey, by the way, I'm just going to cut these together yeah. so no one ever knows it happened, and then you just ruined the effect. We can still cut it now. No, it's right, too late. Right it's too late. Right Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Wait, we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... So where do we want to start? I, I don't know where we ended up just now. Uh, so relationship advice, once it goes sour, uh, you want to move on? You want to summarize that? Wanna... Yeah, so I think I think in summary, just like it's it's hard, right? Like I, I definitely understand because even though I give advice and I kind of get upset, you know, mm-hmm. agitate, it's, it's, I can't help it, right? Like yeah. even though that happens, I've never blamed someone for being stubborn when I'm irrational. When I'm irrational, <laughs> when, when I'm irrationally mad or something like yeah. uh, like obviously I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, why can't they listen? You know, I, I know best. You know, I I'm, you I'm do great. That. <laughs> right? But, but but like but like when I'm rationally thinking about it, like logically, I'm like, okay, like like I, I think I told you this before. I'm like, yeah, logically I was thinking. Wait oh no, wait a illogically thinking. <laughs> wait a second. When I'm not illogically thinking, yeah. Um, I think I've, I I think I brought this up to you. I like I've said I in the past I didn't listen to advice. Mm-hmm. So I won't blame other people for that because it's yeah. it's just really hard to listen to people when you don't have the experience. It's so interesting. No one's – I've always been in the seat where I give advice. Not too many people give advice to me. Really? I, I don't know what that says about me. Huh, interesting. Or maybe I just get a lot of advice and I just don't listen. That's probably what it is. I've been, <laughs> I just shut off my ears. Look, I've been dropping hints to you like every every 30 minutes – the past year we've been living together. Yeah. What, Just about about everything. About everything. And you haven't picked up on a single one. Oh. Still been leaving everything everywhere. Just, you know, peeing on the seat. No. I, yeah, you know. No. I, <laughs> Liar. But so, yeah, I, I just think overall, though, it's, it's really difficult. Um, yeah. It's weird because experience, it's kind of one of those things, experience humbles you. Mm, yeah. Like, you'd think, you'd think that experience would, like, make you think, like, Experience. Oh, back to ego. Experience is one of the things that I think actually tames down ego. Like, uh, so we're talking about starting um, jujitsu next semester. Actually, good time to bring this up. Um, and something I've heard from everyone, Luke especially, is that you know it really, really shuts down your ego real fast because really people quick. just kick your ass. Thirty seconds. Yeah, less than thirty seconds. It, it'll it'll take you thirty seconds to realize. Oh, I think I'm, it might I'm take me. Trouble. I think it might take me five or ten seconds, and then yeah. I realize. You know, when you grab a hold of some people, you're just like, oh, I, I can't move this guy. As soon as you try he's, to shove someone, and they just don't move. Well, no, it's like he's like he's smaller than me, but I can't do anything. <laughs> that you just get this overwhelming sense of just helplessness. Sometimes, sometimes, and, and it's a feeling that most people won't get over the course of their life. Yeah. And as most people should roll, most people should roll a couple of times. I just think I don't think that, it, I don't think it happens okay. until I don't think it happens until like you're in a situation mm-hmm. where like I've had that experience somewhat like a lighter experience. Like sometimes we'll, we'll you know like guys, stupid guys, will be like, oh, let's wrestle or whatever, yeah. right? And like sometimes like a smaller dude, like like the funny thing, everyone looks at me, they're like, oh, it's a big dude, he's gonna take everyone down, right? Yeah. So it's hilarious to everyone when the smaller dude that's got like I've got like fifty pounds yeah. on because. I notice it. As soon as they grab me, I'm like, oh no, they know what they're doing. I, yeah. I, can, I can tell just can, by someone you grabbing feel, you. Yeah. Like, like, same way, like, I had to talk one over a little bit, but like, I can tell when someone's like, kicking or like, punching. I can tell if they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with like, even though I never wrestled uh, like you did, mm-hmm. when I feel someone like, grab a hold of me, I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Because 
there, there's a sense of like I think it's some 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 of that survival instinct we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's built into your brain. You're like I'm in trouble because I, I need to get away. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know what. Yeah, especially when you're like I don't know what they're doing and it yeah. scares me. Yeah, and I think that's the great thing about the jujitsu is you know they're not gonna hurt you, so you feel comfortable and you're not gonna panic. But you realize you can't do anything. Like even if you wanted them to like stop or like you had to move your body around to make them stop, you can't. You I just, imagine you just, you just can't. I imagine it's a bit like like arm wrestling someone, and then you try to go, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't move. It's because right? you're no, you're, no, you're no fear. Yeah. But you just know there's no way. Yeah. You're winning. Yeah. And then once they start going a little bit, and it they make it look so easy, and you're just struggling. Yeah. That's what that feeling is like. You just you just slowly seeing your hand go down and you can't do anything about touch it. Touch the table yeah. and you're done. Even if you bring in your second hand, you're you're not too sure if you can bring your hand back up. That's what that feeling's like. I think I think it'll be good not only not only physically, I think physically we're gonna get I, I think we're gonna do really well physically next semester. You can just be in shape, you know, super that'll be maybe. the most in shape I've ever been. Maybe for sure. Maybe. I think well, maybe but like it, it's a hard thing, but what what if the first day someone puts me in a hold and just breaks my arm and I'm just done? I I I, I my body no, just breaks down. No, they they won't do that on your first day. They want to keep you on my second day. They want, they, they they want the revenue, right? Typically, they go really easy on you until you're like two months in, and they're like, okay, he's dedicated now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. At that point, you get a little cocky. You know, a couple moves. You think you're hot shit or whatever, and then they throw you in with like a blue belt, <laughs> and they're just like. They're like a year into their experience, and you're like three months in, and they're kicking your ass. And you're just like, no, I'm so helpless again. I feel like a newbie, even though I've been doing this for three months. I mean, it's the it's the Dunning Kruger thing, you know, mm. like the um like the effects where it's what is it like experience goes like this, mm-hmm. like confidence goes like this. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll make it for the camera. Confidence here, experience here, and like confidence goes up, like and then drops, drops yeah. because you the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. And I think that's such a cool concept is that like... I, I was about ready to say that earlier. Like people that are really smart realize how dumb they are. They realize, oh, there's all this shit out here. I don't know any of it. I, mm-hmm. I know what I... I know this particular field. I may be an expert in this field, but I know nothing else about the thousands of other fields. Mm-hmm. Every time I start... Every time I start... It, it's not even a school thing for me. Every time I start like... Like this, this is kind of a, you know... Uh, mundane example but mm. like every time I start playing a new game for example right mm. I'm playing the game I'm like okay I know I know like I, I'm getting the hang of it I know what I'm doing you know whether it be uh, Smash RuneScape which I just started three days ago wow like yeah wow wow wasn't ex- I didn't really know what was going on but um <laughs> like like RuneScape I, I played as a kid and I was like okay well I know more than most people I came in nothing absolutely no idea mm. Smash I always thought oh I'm great and then I and then I listened to some people talk about it or like that, that's or chess, the, chess, chess. I always thought I was like, I'm, not, I'm still better than the average, but that's not saying much because the average person doesn't even know how to play chess. Mm-hmm. But like, when you hear grandmasters talk about chess, uh, F three knight, uh, knight F four takes takes, um, B four. When know. that dude was recalling a match that he watched, not didn't play. Did, did he play or did he watch? I think there's something he watched. Yeah, it was something he watched. He, he watched a Magnus Carlson match and yeah. he recounted like an entire play. He knew the entire board in his head. Yeah, and it was from years ago. Yeah, there's people who play. There's there's a type of chess. I don't know if it's as popular anymore, but there's a type of chess, blindfolded chess, and you sit there, like with a board there, mm-hmm. and you just say your moves. You say your moves and like like blank board. You say your moves to the other person, and someone else is like kind of recording, and that's how you play. 
It's wow. nuts. It's it's nuts wow. what some people like. Yeah, chess. I think I've talked about. It. I've I've been getting back into it, and it's as you learn. I think it's kind of disheartening at first. I think the first drop is really disheartening because you're like, wow, now I have such a big path ahead of me. But it's also great because like you look back and you're like, that guy thinks he's hot shit. Yeah. Well, just wait. Just wait until just you... Wait. Yeah. It's always like, just wait until you fight or just wait until you play like someone that actually knows. Mm. And it just... They just play... They just mess with you. You realize where you're at. Yeah. You understand... You real, know your place. You, yeah. You know real quick where your place is. Yeah. And I, it's nowhere near the top. That's such a cool concept. I mean, it makes sense. And, and that's when you learn the most. When you yeah. realize you're not the best, that's when you understand, okay, how do I get there? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to get there? And that's when you start to learn everything that you need to learn to get better. I'll go through phases of that in the gym, actually. Yeah. Um, some, like, I'll always get to the phase where I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like just doing the same thing. I'm strong. Mm-hmm. And then someone will come up and be like, hey, by the way, wrong. And I'm like, mm. oh no! And then mm. I swap it up, and it's like hard. And I'm like, I'm like figuring out. But that's always where I make the most progress. I go in like waves. I have like plateaus yep. and waves. Yep. And it's just that part of it. I think mostly it's just like kind of a that that drives your determination, right? Like you're mm. like, well, now I got work to do. Yeah. Because because it, it's so easy to plateau and stay there, mm-hmm. like just get comfortable with something, and then someone. I think everyone needs. That, that, that's why it's always been the thing, right? Like don't. What's the phrase? Like, don't be the smartest person in the room or something? Is that what it is? Uh, I've heard that. Some, yeah, something like not know. wanting to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. It's about the company you keep, right? I always try... I make... Honestly, I like making sure that, like, the people around me, I always know someone that's better than me at something because, like, it, yeah. it drives me. That's 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 what motivates me. Yeah. 100%. That's kind of interesting that you brought it back to the gym because I'm on this Olympic lifting kick right now. And I'm pretty strong in like the bench. Is that the Murph? No, 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 no. no. Olympic, Olympic lifting, snatch right. and uh, right, yeah, clean, clean and stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, and there, at the gym I go to, there's a Olympic lifting club, and every now and again, like just I'll I'll take ten minutes of my time and just watch their form. I'll see a girl just go over and clean like, uh, not clean, snatch a hundred kilos, which is like two hundred twenty yeah. pounds. That is, for anybody that doesn't know, my current max at the clean is like. 275 and she snatched which is a significantly harder movement like 50 pounds under that my snatch right now might be 200 pounds and she's doing it effortlessly and i just i just look at her in amazement i'm just like i think i'm stronger than her everywhere like deadlift squat bench but she destroys me in that movement and it just makes it makes me a beginner again it makes me want to learn how she's doing that movement, how she's doing it so effortlessly. Um, it's it's all about becoming a beginner again and just learning uh, those new things. I think that's a stronger drive than the competition with someone near your level. Mm. Um, so Maybe. my buddy Alex I talked about, mm-hmm. but the reason why we made, we made so much progress on bench in history is because we, we would compete. Mm-hmm. And we had like, you know, we lifted like three days of bench in a row at like a week mm-hmm. sometimes. So like, like we would compete, but it... It was it was great and we made a lot of progress, yeah. but it's nowhere you, you near the same. Plateau. Yeah, because you start doing the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and over again. You you're doing what you know. Mm-hmm. When you realize, oh, there's a million other things I don't know. I need to pick a couple yeah. pick a couple things to learn to do better. There has to be a really big skill gap. Like mm-hmm. the reason why when I play tennis, I actually I don't like playing people my level. I like getting whooped. Really? Honestly, I, I love. I love playing against people that like. If I get six would I'm like I'm having the time of my life. I legitimately have more fun when I lose six really? zero than when I'm like winning eight zero. 
like like or, or, like six zero. Winning six winning six zero is less like winning six zero is so much less satisfying for me than losing six zero. That's huh. Because winning, I'm like okay, well great. Actually, I feel I genuinely like this isn't a, like like just like mm-hmm. saying anything about like people who are new to the game or whatever. Mm-hmm. I literally like get worse when I play worse players. I think it makes sense because now you're used you, to their you're, worst you're, play. You're, you're used to their spontaneity. You, yeah, you start to learn bad habits. Yeah. And then you continue those bad habits thinking you're good. Because you can get lazy. You, 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 you get real lazy. Yeah. I notice this a lot in wrestling. Um, wrestling, there's kind of, there's rankings to it. There's like new people, people that have been in it for a year, people that have done it for a couple of years, and then people, kids that have done it their entire lives. Um, in high school wrestling, you'll face a lot of kids that have very little experience. And you can get away with just being lazy. You can just be stronger than them, just be a little bit quicker. But then once you find, you start to face a guy that knows what he's doing, he's been doing it his entire life, you're like, oh, uh, I forgot everything that I've ever known because all I've been doing were bad techniques, easy techniques, and I, 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 you would lose. You would lose because you just forgot how to be competitive. It's it's like the difference between, like, it's like you're, there's, like, strong kids and you can just headlock them. Like, you can yeah. just headlock to win and then dude puts you in a triangle choke. Like, and, like, you have no yeah. idea what it is. It's... It's just that or BJJ. Is that what you're yeah. Talking? Okay. Yeah. Like, like it's just like yeah. seeing that that vast just valley of difference mm-hmm. is such like a strong motivator in mm-hmm. my eyes. I mean, obviously, some people, uh, say, weaker minded people might be might be like, oh, well, that's scary, that's daunting. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think like people like me and you. I think I think a lot of people. I'd, I'd say a lot of people see that like that's that's their drive to win. But because I think I think competition is a strong motivator. But it's not nearly as big a motivator as like just seeing someone so far ahead of you. Yeah. Again, they're they're good together. Yeah. Um, it's no fun just to get if you're playing tennis six would like every every single match. I might be at, different. At, at some point, you just be like, oh, I'm sick and tired of this. But but then you realize you have to you have to put the work in to get better. But I I like it because like if like my thing about being so so, so for example, I've I've played some like really good people. Like I, I've been six would easily yeah. you know like like even just guys on my team which like they were good mm-hmm. like they're not even close to like like the top 25 percent yeah of people who are out people there tennis, yeah. yeah and like and then the crazy thing is I, I love playing people like that because i see i start to copy their movements if i win a point off people like that i'm like wow i'm, I'm making progress bad. yeah because yeah. it's the nice thing is it keeps your ego in check the whole time mm-hmm. right it's like because when you're when you're playing against someone worse than you for example or, or you're like um wrestling someone worse than you and then maybe they get a point or something. You're like, all right, whatever. They got a point. I'm still gonna win because mm-hmm. I'm better. Mm-hmm. But like when you're playing, when you're playing against someone better than you in something, mm-hmm. and you squeeze out a point, it's not an ego thing because you're not even like, oh, now I'm better than them because you're still losing five mm-hmm. zero. But now you're like, oh, now I'm a point up in this game. That means I'm improving. Yeah. I think I think that that is the difference between competition because competition is like, okay, I won, yep. whatever. I'm the best, right? Like like yep. like I'm the, usually you beat the other person, you lift a little bit more, yep. you win by a point. I'm the best, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're playing against just an immovable object kind of thing, and you just squeeze out that one point, oh. you're like, you're like, I'm you're getting like, better. You're, you're like, I'm not terrible anymore. Yeah. I was able to do something. Like imagine like BJJ, like if someone's like got you in trouble and you like kind of almost get out, you're like, oh, I almost had that. You yeah, know, like, or, or like you get out of the first one, and, and then they get you again, and they yeah. get you again with something else, and you're like. Made it out the first one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting better. I, I think I'm it's such learning. a cool concept. I, I, that's why I love. I, I do love doing new things. I'm definitely not like as adventurous as you are in mm-hmm. terms of going out, you know, doing stuff. But like in terms of like learning new skills, like like just picking up on on new hobbies or whatever. I love doing that. 
because that that sense of progression mm-hmm. is just something that like that, that's why I, I never understood people who like don't have like hobbies mm-hmm. because like I'm like I'm like where do you get your like sense of achievement like yeah. you you have to have some kind of like lofty goal. I've never agreed with the goal setting where it's like oh like set like a very reasonable. I, I know there's there's like merit short, or whatever. Long, short, I don't like smart goals. Yeah, like yeah. short term, like manageable, yeah. whatever. I don't I don't like that because I'm I'm like. Okay, I'm like, because you reach the goal, you get the sense of achievement, and you kind of plateau. And then what? Yeah. Yeah. I like the, I like being like, I want to play Roger Federer and take a game off of him. That's that's <laughs> the kind of goal. Like, that's the kind of goal that I think would be, like, a good goal. Yeah. Like, like, I want to, I want Magnus Carlsen to, like, sweat a little bit. You know, like, like just just a goal like that, it's very, like, obviously. He in his boots a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's very, di- like, obviously it's pr- pretty unrealistic, mm-hmm. but I think it, it, well, overall, I think has a stronger drive for you. Yeah, I, I think that's just a great super, super long term goal. You just gotta set those more specific goals, the smart goals yeah. in between there to get help you get to there. Yeah. And even if you don't get there, it's not like you failed. No, no one expected you to get there. I think I still think like it's like the thing. What is it like? Shoot for the moon. So, shoot for the stars, land on the moon. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Where it's like, where it's like I, I think that people who set those small like smart goals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may they might get to like you know the stratosphere or something, but like like the dude who like aims for Mars, yeah, he's at least getting out of the orbit, you know, like 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 if he, if he like truly yeah. works for it, yeah. I, I think I truly think that setting lofty goals and like falling short feels better to me than hitting these small goals. The, the, there's a short term achievement. There's a short term like dopamine hit when like oh I hit this weight or whatever, yeah. but it's like it's not nearly the same thing as like oh look at how far I've come. Seeing how far I've come is more important to me than hitting these individual milestones. Huh. I'm more of a milestone guy. You're more of a milestone I'm guy. I'm more of a milestone. I'll look back when I when I'm at the top or wherever I consider the top to be. That's when I look back, or um, or even once you hit the milestones, you're like, okay, here's what I've done in a month, and I can see, okay, that's a lot of progress, but I've still got other things to do. Let's keep going. It's always good to even once you achieve your ultimate goal or your long term goal, find something else. What else can you do? Okay, you your goal is to run a 5K. Cool, once you run the 5K, run it faster. Okay, you ran it faster. Now what? Do a 10K. Mm-hmm. Run a marathon. You know? Yeah, yeah. Run, run a marathon. Oh, marathon's not good enough? Go, Iron Man. Go, go do an Iron Man. Oh, an Iron Man's not good enough? Go run 100 miles. Oh, that's not good enough. Go run 200 Across miles. the country, baby. Yeah. Forrest Gump. Yeah, for, just Forrest Gump it a couple of times. Like, there, there's always things that you can do, and people are going to be like, oh, that's, that's impossible. That's physiologically impossible. Shut up. Who cares? Just go do it. Yeah. Like you, you can't think like that. If if you want to, if you want to achieve your goal, you can't think like that at all. You can be like, ah, shut up. You don't know anything. You are the professional in your field. Shut up. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. That's why I I've always um I've I've always liked when people give me those like kind of goals because I've never I've never ever shot someone down when they give me like a really like even like a jokingly like unachievable goal. I've always been like, hell yeah. Hell, like you know like, like so, so, yeah. some, someone's like I'm going to. I'm gonna take down McGregor in his prime. I'm, I'm like, you do that. You do that. Like, like I, I'm gonna be clapping for you. Like, cause it's, I think it's really disheartening. Like, um, I, I've I've had people before. Like, I'll kind of I'll say something even like jokingly like that. Even as jokingly, and someone like shoots you, they're like, or like, but like you're here. Like, you know, you're not gonna yeah. get there. Even like when you're joking, it's kind of it kind of hurts. It's kind of disheartening. Like to hear you're that, trying, you know, no, I'm you're wrong. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there so much faster. I now. think I think it depends, right? Because sometimes. Yeah. I've had situations where I'm like, okay, now I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to do it. 
But some other times you're like, oh, you know, you're right. Like I, yeah. I I'm, it's my, it's futile. Like I might as well not try. You know. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with we were talking about um, fat shaming. Oh. Not okay. Fat shaming. Big is a bad topic. Term. Big topic. Fat, fat shaming is a bad term. Let's get into calling it. people out on their lack of physical fitness. You can just say fat shaming. Fat, fat, shaming. fat shaming. Fat shaming. Yeah. Um, we both agree that it works. Right? Like for, it, it is a sex, successful story for us. So far, we're not the we're not the finish line yet. Right, but like we, we, we've, we've we've improved a lot. We've done a quarter of the race. Uh, I'm, I'm saying from where we were like before we started lifting. Exactly. Like, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm saying from like when we first started getting like really like fat because I, I got made fun of okay. a lot for context. We were chunky kids. We were really chunky kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that one. I'll no. kind of a little bit. That's, not, that's that not bad. There, there, there's a few bad ones. Uh, uh, ne- one? Yeah, next yeah. employee of the month might be a bad one. So stay tuned for that one. Um, but yeah, like I think that for us it worked. Yeah. I know I know a lot of people. What would you say is the percent of people it would work on, you think? 5%. I, I think it's really low. You don't think it works on most people? No, I don't think so. I think people are. I think a lot of people are weak mentally. I hate I hate to say it, but I think a lot of people are weak mentally. Do you think it works better on people who are really, really like obese, or do you think it works better on people who are like kind of just out of shape? I think it. Like, like I wasn't kind of like chubby like us, or like like really like genuinely morbidly obese. I don't know who it works. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what external factors are. Yeah, it matters your internal it, it, motivations. It's, yeah. At some point, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I don't like how I look right now, and I need to change that. It's yeah. kind of crazy that some people never hit that point, you know? Like some, well, some, well, some people do get that. Some people see that they, they look at themselves in the mirror and they say, oh, I don't like this, but it's not going to change. They, they, they come up with these excuses like, oh, my, my parents are big. I'm um, big bone. I, I'm big bone. No. Um, I don't think I, anyone uses that. I'm genetically predisposed to be or, uh, predispositioned. Predisposed. Predisposed, okay. I've been predisposed to be fat. or We really question our vocab a lot on this podcast, I think. Oh, I do it all the we're time. We're illogically ignorant. No, but we, we do this a lot, too. We, like, we throw like, out words, but like we're, we're 90, 98% sure of them, but yeah. like we just want to check so we're not making a fool of ourselves. Yeah. It's always good to like check and make sure you're not just using words and you have no idea. Keep your ego in check, you know? Yeah. But you were say, you were saying about like people who make excuses, right? Yeah, excuses. Yeah, they, they, they see they they see themselves in the mirror. They start to make excuses, and they just assume that's their life now. I'm just gonna be big, and there's nothing I can do about it. Which is a super unhealthy mindset. That's such a scary like like I can't imagine getting to because I mean we're at a, I'm at a point where I'm so scared of being fat again. Yeah. Because I was a fat kid, yeah. and like it terrifies me to like lose my identity of the lifter you know like, mm-hmm. like, like that's that's what i am now mm-hmm. and it that terrifies me so i think that's what's keeping me in check it's so scary to think that there's people out there that like they see it and they're just like uh eh. like they're just eh. and like yeah. that, that's that's how they decide to live yeah because like that is the scariest like life for me like like imagine mm-hmm. just having trouble getting out of bed right like, like just oh, just like rolling like, out of bed I'm, I'm not even talking like or, or like maybe like maybe like getting out of a chair like, uh, like maybe like you're you're like yeah. oh like this is kind of a struggle or like yeah. getting in your car like putting on a seatbelt and, and you're and, you, and you're at the age where you're supposed to be healthy and young like you're you're 25, you shouldn't be struggling to get out of your chair at 25. Yeah. I don't I don't know what to do or what to say. Some people just 
need to look in the mirror and be like, I, how can I change? I guess I don't, I don't understand. Like I, the thing is, I think th- this is bad for a lot of people, even people who are successful, right? Even people mm-hmm. who are like, oh, like top of their class, you know, they're in, they're in graduate mm-hmm. school or they're, maybe they're in a profession. They're like, even those people, they're like, sometimes you'll talk to them. They're, they're like, oh yeah, well like, you know, physical fitness, you know, that's like a side thing for me. I'm like, here's the thing. There's two things you got. Yeah. Your mind and your body. Yeah. And like, obviously you don't want to neglect your mind, but like you have to live in your body. You have to Yeah. I, and, you, and your brain's not going to be much use. Your mind's not going to be much use if you're dead at 49, yeah. 49, 45, because yeah. you had a heart attack because you were 150 pounds overweight. I just don't... Like, I understand... There's important things, right? Like, friends, family. I view those as very important. Mm-hmm. And and obviously, I'd give, I'd give up, like, the whole physical thing for them. But at the same time, it's like, how do you... Like, how do you put physical, like, fitness so far behind? I think the thing is, a lot of people view it as, like, a... It's like an extra because they see bodybuilders, right? They're like, oh, they're just doing it to like show off. They're doing it. Bodybuilders kind of ruin fitness for a lot of people. Yeah. Because you know, you like you remember. Um, have you seen like Pumping Iron or like the old yeah, 1970s bodybuilders? Yeah. They were depicted as just heavy, like strong egos, narcissistic people that would just like do curls, look good for their own per- for, for their own bodies. They they just cared what they looked like and they cared about nothing else. But in well, that's kind of where they started. But as fitness started to evolve a little bit, it was more about your, just your overall health and how you looked and how you felt. And I think a lot of people just think, oh, those bodybuilders, those people that work out are just super narcissistic. And I'm not a narcissistic person. I don't want to be like them. It's kind of the it's kind of the um, the example where it's like, oh, Hitler ate bread. Therefore, if you eat bread, that's, that's, you're Hitler. That's, a, that's exactly that, that argument. Because yeah. they, they correlate, they correlate like, oh, Everyone who does this is bad, therefore I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of the whole like like you know the thing where it's like this this activity isn't bad, but the community is terrible. Yeah, one of those things. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it's really hard to get past it. But I, I don't think there's that same stigma where I know there was a stigma where it's like oh people in the gym are like judging me. They're gonna. I think a lot of people have gotten past that. People you, do not judge. People are happy that you're there. Not even here's the thing. I won't go. Like, I, I won't say I'm happy. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll respect people yeah. who, like, just for going. My thing is, I don't care. I'm not looking yeah. at anyone. I'm trying to... No. I'm working out for so, myself. I'm working out. So, somebody that um, is in a... Will be... Or inspiring. I don't know. Anyways, as, as somebody that's, really, like, heavily involved in fitness and someone... That, um, fitness has changed my life for the better. I'm, I'm just happy to see more people in there. Mm. I'm just like, oh... Like you may be in a tough spot now, but if you keep coming, you're gonna like what you see. You're so so you're you're the good like like you're the top like ten percent good. Yeah. There's I think there's like a bottom five percent that are bad. See, I I used to be somewhere towards like that lower bad where I'm just like, oh, what what are you doing here? You don't belong or here whatever. Um, having that just nasty ugly mindset. But then as I started to lift and realize how much this has helped me, I'm like, why would I hoard this? Everybody everybody should. Have this no, every, you're, don't allow people to take from the oh, yeah. from the set <laughs> the, the finite <laughs> the finite pool the of pool. gains. Yeah. Oh, my bad. But I I think what changed it for me wasn't mm-hmm. exactly seeing how far I'd come, mm-hmm. but it was just the people who helped me. There were like some like like power lift power lifters helping with my form, mm-hmm. some bodybuilders helping me with like lifting like um, technique to, and or just like talking to me. Yeah. You know, like I talked to some guys clearly stronger, bigger than me, like more healthy, more successful, the nicest guys I've ever met. Yeah. The nicest people I've ever met have been in the gym, honestly. Oh, yeah. They have no ego. They're at a point, and like talking to them, I'm like, wow, like, I think so highly of myself, and I think that I'm better than these people. 
these people don't even think they're better than me, mm-hmm. and they are. Like, these people don't have that, that thought that, like, oh, you shouldn't be in the gym, even yeah. though they're leagues ahead of me. Yeah. I think that's what did it for me, was that seeing that seeing how humble, real gym... Like, every the every person I met that's, like, really into the gym, like, truly big and everything, mm-hmm. humble. Like, most humble yeah. people. Yeah. And they got nothing to prove anymore. And, yeah. I, and I think but, that that's something that really struck home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's how I reached that. Conclusion. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I'd say that... So, bottom 5%, I'd say, yeah, there are people who look down. 5 to 10%. Then I say there's top ten percent like you get you who are like really really happy to see people in, mm-hmm. but like there are other eighty percent. I think I think people view it as like more like a 70, 30. 70 people seventy percent are gonna like kind of look down on them. Mm-hmm. I think it's like it's a small the, minority. The eighty percent that I'm in don't really care about anything else. Like we're in there to lift yeah. and get out. One hundred percent. There's no one's paying attention to you. No, yeah, a lot of people just put their headphones in and just are focused on what they're doing, what what their goal yeah. is. Um, that's good. That's, that's not bad. They're not judging you. Um, I think expanded to a wider part of life. That kind of applies for most of life. People are always like, oh, people are going to judge me. I'm like, 80, 90% of people on earth do yeah. not care. Yeah, most people are so focused on what they're doing where they don't have the time or the energy to think about what you're doing. Just just think about how unaware most people are. Like like when, when you're like talking to something, people are just like doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Just think about like, like how unaware. Like It's not even like unaware. People don't care. Yeah, people have their own lives. Like, mm-hmm. I can't remember what that what that thing was. Where it's like you realize that everyone has their own complex life or whatever, and it's like an existential crisis. <laughs> but um, but that's the thing. People have their own lives. People don't care. Yeah. And I think it sounds really harsh to say at first, and it's a really hard reality to reconcile with. But like, people don't care about you. Yeah. And that, but like, <laughs> you, but, I love that you put it like that. People don't yeah. care about you. Okay. It's really harsh at first, but it's change so, it. The vast majority of people. Don't right. care about you. Okay, yeah. That's, people that's people do care about yeah, you. Yeah. Just oh, mo- yeah, okay. Most people don't care about you. Please don't cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're trying so hard. Yeah, but like that doesn't mo- not ninety nine point nine like repeating. Yeah. Percent of the population doesn't care about you. Mm-hmm. That's a scary thought at first. I think for a lot of people, yeah. or, or like kind of a like like a depressing thought for people. Once you get past that, you're like, wow. It's, I can do it. I'm free. It's it's depressing for the people that don't think past that original statement. Yeah. Oh, the world doesn't care about me. I don't belong. But then you realize, oh, wait, hold on. I know like a hundred people really well. And, th- and those are the people that care about me. And that's such a minority of the world. It's it's a freeing thought. It's, yeah. it's the most freeing thing. That, like when I came to that conclusion, I'm like, I can kind of do whatever I want. It's my life. Not, not like I can't like, go out and like publicly, you know, do, I can't publicly defecate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, well, I could. Most people probably wouldn't care. But, <laughs> um, get caught, right? Yeah. But like, I think it was such a frame because I was like, wow, I can choose whatever I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And the, like, I, I think that's why I have such a focus on friends and family. Because I'm like, I know other people don't care about me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out of my way to harm them. But I also don't care about them. Therefore, I'm just going to focus on what matters. No, yeah. I, I think that's a, I think that's a good place to be. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely the majority of people. You're probably I, I'm I in the minority in a lot of situations. I was gonna say I wouldn't speak for you, but yeah. I'd say that you're probably more on the side of you kind of care about people more, I, right? I <laughs> Makes you sound like a bad person. I you don't care about person. people. But but I'd I'd say you care about the whole of people more, right? Like yeah, like I just want people to do better. I want people to live happy lives. I want people to be nice. I, I want know. people to be know. able to be happy. 
I want everyone to be able to be happy as long as it doesn't... I mean, it's the same belief I have for every... This isn't getting political. But it's it's the same belief I have for every single, like, like person's actions. Mm-hmm. You do whatever you want. Yeah. Very, very... Am I allowed to say libertarian? Very, very libertarian thought, right? Yeah. Like, I, I want every, everyone do what you want as long as There's you are not infringing. infringing on other people yeah. doing what they want. Yeah, I, I truly believe that. Like, like don't get me wrong. Personally, I might not disagree with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I might not like that you're doing opiates on the street, but like, if it makes you happy, and it's and you're not like robbing people to get that money. Let, let's say yeah. let's say you're an executive, and also you do opiates on the side, right? Hey, hey. you're not hurting anyone. Hey. I don't care. Yeah. You're, you're, doing, you're doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. He's living you're, his best life. You're not hurting anybody else. Fine by me. No. But if you're somebody that does do that and then does do something bad, then then we have a problem. Right? I, I think that's the crux of crux of the golden rule. Almost. It's like, it's like, yeah, do unto others or whatever. Right? But it's like, I feel like most people, I'd say, most people, I'd say, just want to be left alone. To their to do their own thing, right? Like, like, yeah, not not, I, lo- I, I, not lonely, I, but but like, I think most people just want their family to be left alone. They want their small circles. Yeah, yeah. They they don't want they don't want like, uh, um, someone kind of put it like this. It was a it was on one of Coley on Noir's videos, but um, it was, it was this guy talking, and he was saying kind of the the Asian mindset is, I don't want your help. I don't need your help. I just want you to leave me alone. <laughs> and like, I, I really agree that it, it, was, it was really funny when I heard that, but I was like, yeah, like. I think that's that's kind of where, where my mindset came from because yeah. I'm like, it's very, it's weird because China's a very uh, collective, like, collective culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, individually, most people still, like, just focus on themselves individually. Mm-hmm. And I I really like that. I, I think it's, like, you're responsible for your own success and failure. But also, you know, like, we're not going to mess with you. We're not going to, we're not going to try to take from you. We're not going to try to give to you. Mm-hmm. Do you. you know? Yeah. You do you. Doing to others. Wrap up there. It's sure. a good message to wrap up on, sure. I think. Yeah. We ended with a positive message, everyone. Um, Doing to others. Do no harm. Go lift weights. Go lift weights. Get in the gym. Talk to that friend that has like kind of a rocky relationship. Talk to him about it. You'll they, wish you did. They, they need some help. You'll wish you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't road rage. Don't drink don't, a drive. Yep. Follow the law. Follow the law. Don't break Follow more than heart. one law at once. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a big one. Don't ever break more than one law at once. Why is that, Dave? That's how you get caught on the big ones. <laughs> don't do the big ones. Yeah, that's how they caught Don't do the big ones. That's how they caught Al Capone. Yeah. yeah. Tax evasion. It's crazy. Tax evasion is probably a bigger crime than, uh, than the other one things he did. <laughs> and the racketeering and the murder, murder, yeah, yeah. No, pay your pay your taxes, pay your taxes, or at least say you did. <laughs> thanks for listening, hey, everyone. Thanks, guys. <laughs>